Welcome back. We are now in part two of attacking the Indianapolis Colts. And this podcast episode will focus on the Titans offense against the Colts defense. I already gave all the intro spiel stuff in part one, so we're just going to dive right on in. Yeah, I mean, you know, every week you got to challenge them. I mean, everybody's, everybody's good, but this is a really good defense. And Matt Eberflus does an awesome job, and those guys fly around. They play hard. Uh, you know, their secondary coach, John Gannon, he and I shared an office for two years, and John's a really good football coach, and their secondary is well coached. Good techniques. We got a we got a heck of a challenge. All right, well, welcome back into the fun room. Today we're well, we're going to be covering the Titans offense versus the Colts defense. Um, it's a really good defense. They got Amari Amani Hooker back there making one-handed interceptions plays in the end zone on Philip Rivers. So I'm kind of worried about that. And then you got Darius Leonard, the former defensive rookie of the year, coming in and. <clears throat> Hopefully not making big hits on Derrick Henry, um, but I like our chances with that. Uh, what do you know about the defensive line? Well, the Colts defense is not that hard to predict. Honestly, they run a lot of cover two to help their cornerbacks out, um, and it worked really well for them last year. Matt Eberflus is a great defensive coordinator. He was with the Cowboys for a while. He had some head coaching buzz in the offseason, and I'm sure it will build if he continues to coordinate a successful Colts defense. But the Colts did not have a very successful defense in week one. Granted, they were playing against a future Hall of Famer in Phillip Rivers, one of the better quarterbacks in this league, truly elite player. And Rivers had a classic outstanding Rivers game, 25 for 34 for 333 yards, which is good for 9.8 yards per attempt and three touchdowns. He also threw uh, one of the dumbest interceptions you'll see. Malik Hooker, great pick, but... That ball was going to be knocked down by Hooker if he didn't make an amazing one-handed interception. And if he didn't do it, Clayton Gathers was coming across to knock the ball down, uh, or at least knock the receiver as the ball was getting there. I don't think that ball ever had a chance of being completed against cover two, against such a short field there. Both safeties were ready to break on that middle ball, and I I don't know what Rivers was looking at. So, that said, that was his pretty much only poor play of the game. I'm going to reference the uh, other side of T. Troy Russell's work here. This is Colts defense by the numbers from Stampede Blue. The Chargers started off with a three and out, um, and that wasn't great for their offense, but their next four drives proceeded to go deep into Colts territory, and uh, three of them went for touchdowns, one went for a field goal. They were stopped um, quickly, uh, on their next drive, but then they proceeded to go 73 yards in deep into the red zone again, um, only for Rivers to throw that one-handed pick. The next drive was a pretty quick and meaningless uh, final drive where they tried to get a field goal with 38 seconds left, but, I mean, they never really had a shot and ended in a Hail Mary that didn't work. And um, then they got the ball in overtime and drove all the way down the field and ran it into the end zone. Their running attack was very strong against this Colts offense and I think that's where the Titans are going to look to exploit this because they were very successful with play action the Chargers were and they were very successful running the ball Justin Jackson had a couple of runs where he just bursted through the middle he was kind of used as a change of pace back he had six carries to Austin Eckler's 12 carries but Jackson just uh, on these plays would just run straight through wide open holes 
The Colts have very aggressive linebackers, and Darius Leonard especially, and Anthony Walker also in there. They flock to the ball, and they're good tacklers. But sometimes they over-pursue their run lanes, and with a zone running offense like the Titans employ, you can get linebackers to run too far outside, which allows your blockers to block them, use the defender, defender's momentum against them as the running back either bangs it upfield or cuts back to the backside. Um, and I think that that's going to be a, a susceptible weakness that the Titans can exploit in this game for the Colts. So may not be the most exciting offense again, but it's going to be, I think, another ground-based attack. Last week, the Titans only threw the ball six times in the second half. Now, they completed all six of those for... 150 yards, I think, and three touchdowns. So it was a great offensive half, but they also were faced with a lot of short fields. They didn't have to drive the ball very far. They weren't that successful when it came to uh, drive success rate. Um, They didn't really move the ball down the field that well. Two of their touchdowns came off of the short fields. A third touchdown came on Derrick Henry's 75-yard touchdown run and their fourth touchdown drive. The Browns gave them five first downs via penalty. So those aren't necessarily sustainable things. I'm not necessarily concerned either because I think the Browns have a good defense. I think there's a lot of talented players on it and things kind of just snowballed for them. I don't really think that that team will give up 34 points again this season unless they just have another total breakdown. But it's not going to be every week for that Browns defense. The Colts defense, on the other hand, is a lot less talented now, they're prob- they may be better coached, at least because they're in the second year of a scheme. But honestly, I think the Titans can attack with Derrick Henry, pound it down the, the throats of these Colts linebackers. Colts linebackers are also aggressive, um, and that therefore they're susceptible to play action. So once you can start working Derrick Henry, start working the play action. One play I think we might see in this game, I think Art Smith was setting something up here. Um on a third and three against the Browns, the Titans ran a boot rollout, rolling pocket, where flood to the right side of the field, and Adam Humphreys, it was off a, a rub route with Corey Davis. Uh, Corey just ran straight, and he didn't commit a penalty, and Adam Humphreys ran a little quick out with the rolling pocket, and Mariota hit him. It was a nice play design, and it was well executed, and it gained the three yards they needed, and it sets up a counter to this play where you run that boot action to the right and you roll the pocket to the right and you run that rub route to the right and you leak out somebody on a wheel route back to the left side of the field, similar to the play the Titans scored on if you go back to 2015 against the Saints with Anthony Fasano, if you want to visualize the play. I think it's uh, set up now. They've set up the first part of it. That'd be a cool play to hit in this game against the Colts and try to get a big play. Your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Delaney and Adam Humphreys. Uh, especially with those aggressive linebackers, it's going to leave the middle of the field open. And I definitely want to see more AJ Brown, um, especially against. I can't. I could name a single corner on the Colts defense. I usually think they're Sadie uh, Malik Hooker when I think they're defensive backs. Um, so I mean, you put their first, second corner on Adam and Corey, so that leaves AJ Brown with. Potentially their third corner. Yep. So I'm glad you brought this up because this is something that the Chargers actually did do last week. So Kenny Moore, uh, Keenan Allen just abused Kenny Moore all day, and the Colts kept, I mean, the Chargers kept going at him. 
And I think the Titans will have similar matchups in this game, whether it be Corey Davis or A.J. Brown or Adam Humphreys, whoever ends up across from Kenny Moore, Mariota should look hard at. Pierre Desir is their number one corner. He's solid. He's not one of the best corners in the league, but he's a solid cornerback. And they have rookie Rocky Asin, who they drafted in the second round this year. Played, I think, 40-something snaps last week. Interesting rookie debut. Got beat a couple of times. Um, but he's a, um, a rookie. You can try to take advantage of that, too. Malik Hooker is definitely their best player in the secondary, but he's had trouble staying healthy in his career. He's healthy right now, though. He made a great read on that interception, and he picked it off um, one-handed. We've already talked about that at a good deal. The Colts... Are, I think the Colts are going to struggle to get pass rush in this game with Jabal Sheard out, Kimiko Ture questionable to play, probably not going to play, but they do have Justin Houston. However, I think that's a matchup Jack Conklin can win if they keep Justin Houston on the left side of the field. So I'm not, again, I'm not too worried about that. The thing that I'm worried about when it comes to the Titans beating this Colts defense is the Colts, let's say the Colts are able to control the clock with the running game and they're able to put points up early. The Titans and Derrick Henry, the Colts are over-aggressively pursuing Derrick Henry, so the running game's not really working because they're bringing extra men in the box, yada, yada. If we end up in this scenario, last season, the Colts destroyed the Titans in their first matchup. Coming off of the Titans' best two wins of the season, Philadelphia not included, against Dallas and New England, two most impressive wins of the season at least. Philadelphia may have been a more fun quote-unquote better win but the most impressive games the titans played all year were dallas and new england and the colts game was right after those two games and they completely no showed for that for that afternoon and the way the colts caught the titans was they broke their own tendency the colts did not blitz a lot last year they were the one of the fewest blitz percentage teams in the league and against the titans they blitz on almost every third down and they brought delayed blitzes and disguised pressures that nobody on the Titans offensive line nor Marcus Mariota were able to identify pre-snap and it was horrible and we all remember how that game went because the Titans got blown out now you can exploit their over aggressive weaknesses like I've said before by doing what the Titans did to the Browns and what the Chargers were actually able to do to the Colts last week when they had a play action fake to Austin Eckler threw a screen pass to him, and he took it 60 yards for a touchdown. Pretty similar to the Titans running a play-action fake to Derrick Henry and then coming back to him with a screen who took it 75 yards for a touchdown. Um, So I think that as long as the Titans can avoid playing from behind and then have that knowledge of what happened last season when they were playing from behind and they were unable to identify the blitzes, to be able to know those blitzes are coming this time, they don't have the same surprise advantage the Colts that they had last game. But I don't know. I, I mean, I'm less confident in this game than I was in the Browns game. I feel like I really knew what we were facing when it came to the Browns, and I'm not 100% sure we know what we're going to get with the Colts because, like I said last time when we met, when the Titans met the Colts, the Colts broke all their tendencies to take advantage of what the Titans were obviously prepared to to play against. So... That's where I'm at with this game. What do you expect? <laughs> as much as I hate it, um, I think if we can play some malarkey ball, um, stop the run, run the ball, I think we have a really good chance to to win this game by 
I'm going to say 14 points, two touchdowns. All right. Um, I think I think you're going to see a lot of Derrick Henry, and if we can keep that run game going. It's going to be a long game for the Colts, and I really want it to be a long game for the Colts because it's been a long, long time for us when they had Andrew Luck. So it's time to feed them some Derrick Henry. I agree. Just like in 2017 when Derrick Henry had that 75-yard touchdown run to seal it against the Colts, let's see some of that action. Huh? Yeah. Huh? The the having the Eddie George and Steve McNair jersey retirement at halftime, if the Titans are losing at halftime, I mean, this if this doesn't motivate them, then they don't deserve to be tight, call themselves Titans. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So go out there and play like it's personal, as Eddie George said. And if you're listening to this at work and you're not allowed to have cuss words or whatever, turn your volume down for a second because I got to say this. Fuck the Colts. Fuck the Colts. Tight up. All right. Well, we'll review the game after it ends and stuff, so check back for that podcast. If you subscribe to the feed, it'll be easier to find Music City Miracles. James, any last thoughts? Follow me on Twitter. That's how Texas tight. Follow Justin at Titans Film Room. And let's look forward to a victory. Let's look forward. For the boys on three. One, two, three. Four.